Welcome back to Atwamog, also known as And That's What You Missed on Glee. I am Dalton. And I am Zach Crank. The one, the man who skipped Christmas and didn't give in at the end of the ep- of the movie because his goddamn daughter came back from the Peace Corps. The amazing movie Christmas with the Cranks is still going to get played throughout the entire year. Sure. And we are recording kind of late because I went to a Soul Cycle class tonight. Um and it was a guilty pleasures ride. And the second she started, she goes Oh, she was like, just so you know, like the number one rule of this class is you can't take me seriously or yourself seriously. I was like, okay, whatever. The first song she plays, I go, oh, Zach should be here. Oh, no. What was it? It was that Gavin DeGraw song that's the One Tree Hill theme song. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And the whole time, because like, so we're doing it outside, right? Because it's COVID. Uh And so we're wearing like silent disco headphones that they like clean for you or whatever that hand to you when you're on your bike. Is it cold there? What's the weather? Oh, like? it's 40 degrees. It was uh, fucking freezing. Also, if you're curious why he said that I should be there is because I recently watched the whole One Tree Hill series with my sister because my sister's obsessed. My sister has a tattoo uh, of a raven. I would get a tattoo of One Tree Hill. It's good. <laughs> and and because she likes it so much, she made me go with her to a One Tree Hill convention where we took pictures with people and like watched concerts of people on the show. Crazy shit. So in, in one tree Hill, North Carolina. So yeah, I've been there. I've seen the houses. I've done the thing. Oh, there's not like disco headphones or whatever. And literally through the headphones, I can still hear everyone singing oh, like along shit. with it. Like Out it was loud? like, yeah, because oh, people were no. into it. And then the second song was potential breakup song, the explicit version. Oh yes. Perfect. I was like, I was fully into it. And the third song <laughs> Was, or maybe like the fourth song, I think it was, was um, that song by Vanessa Hutchins. Uh, oh, God. Vanessa Hutchins, it was, it was real good. So, sure. All around a great soul cycle ride. I burned 800 calories. So, the day after leg day, too. So, I'm going to be dead tomorrow. Don't ask me to move. I submitted my, uh, you know, fitness reimbursement for SoulCycle and I'll never look back. You know, <laughs> you never got to use your other two rides. You I bought know. a three pack. You think I can like gift those to you or, you know, will them to you somehow? You remember when you were there, you had to like sign a thing. Yeah. They don't want you to touch anything. So you do it on your phone now, which I'm like, well, why weren't we doing this the whole time? Exactly. What, what are people, what were people thinking? I'm like, you know what? The silver lining of this whole experience is that many places that you visit now, are made better because of COVID. Because of COVID, Dina. You know, don't get in my space. Don't make me touch that. Let me just get my thing at the Apple store and get the hell out of there, you know? I don't want to walk in. It's wonderful. It is wonderful. 14 seats across from me at the movies, you know? It's yeah. wonderful. I love it. I love it. This is what it should have always been. It's been a minute since we've had a Glee episode on this podcast. So I thought, why not give a quick... Two second, what has happened recently so that everyone is caught up. So here's what you missed on Glee. The New Directions are preparing for regionals. Jesse St. James has joined the team but has broken up with Rachel since she's a three-timing hoe. And Sue exposed Will's sexcapades and now Emma wants nothing to do with him. I think that's a quick little rundown. Wow, that was very condensed. I expected more. I 
I'm continually taking your notes for this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And just, just, just cutting all the fat. Is that what you're doing? Sure. I think making a fillet out of this episode. What I've been trying to do recently, like while taking notes, write down the gist so that I remember what to talk about, but not write down talking points, I guess, if that makes sense. Sure. In the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I used to write down like, ha ha ha, right. say this, say this, say this. And it's like, oh. why am I doing that? When I could just be like in this scene, Puck and Rachel fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Like I could, it's a lot. Yeah. For those watching at home, remind the audience what my three guesses were, because at this point I don't remember them. Remind me too. So this episode is called laryngitis. Uh huh. So you said that Rachel will have a case of acute laryngitis. Okay. Emma is dating someone new to rub it in Will's face. Okay. And Kurt has a focal vocal performance. Cool. Those were your three predictions of this episode. Cool. They told us in the last episode. Should I be you? Should I do your job this time? Well, let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> On the 18th episode, oh, I hit the mic. God damn it. Let's try again. On the 18th episode, Puck loses his hair and his popularity, but reclaims it through Mercedes. Rachel loses her voice and Finn teaches her a lesson. And Kurt loses his gay in order to get closer to his dad. And that's what you missed on Glee. It's an episode of losses, people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we start right off the bat with Puck's hair all getting cut off. I thought I was watching the great Britney Spears shave away, <laughs> you know? I mean, it kind of lines up, right? Like, that was like 2007, this is 2009. Yeah, uh, they had to be taking their cues from that. Come oh, on. Yeah. Come and on. Puck's hair gets shaved off because his mom saw a mole while she was washing his hair, I think. <laughs> like, and Because for some reason, she still washes his hair. And like, to be fair, right? Does this not at all speak, and I have several of these this episode, but does this not at all speak to his like psychological uh, you know, level where he wants all these MILFs in his life? His mom's washing his hair every week. And he like, doesn't have like any relationship with his dad. So you no, mean no, there's no. gotta be some serious issues all up in that. <laughs> it's either an electric complex or an Oedipus complex, but I don't really know how that pans out. So yes, there's something going on there, but bye-bye, Mohawk and Hello, lack of popularity, because apparently he's Samson. Santana's like over him, right? Because he's been whining about it. And she's like, I don't know if it's the Mohawk or if it's you whining, but you're not turning me on. And I, yeah. I will say he doesn't. It's weird. He like doesn't look as hot. Um, I don't know that he really looked that hot before. So Ooh, I think we should talk about this because I don't think we've had an episode since this happened. Do you know what I'm talking about? It has to do with Puck. So someone posted a um, photo on Twitter. The Artie, the actor Artie, uh-huh. um, who was played by Kevin McHale, he, play, he posted this photo being like, this Christmas song still slaps, like blah, blah, blah about Christmas. And someone commented on it and posted a photo and put like the barfing face over Mark Sailing's face. He's the guy who plays Puck. Okay, sure. And Heather Morris, who plays Brittany, oh. she quote tweeted it and was like, I don't think that's really respectful. Like it's always been really hard for me because people tell me I'm like not able to mourn the death of someone that I was close with because of like pedophilia. 
And then she got dragged. And it's like, she makes sense. Like, she was on a show with someone for six years. Right. And you kind of become like a family at that point when you're filming every single day. Yeah. And I I mean, not to say that what he did was, you know, not terrible. But, like, to just be like, okay, you know, now we have to we have to rewrite history and, you know, label somebody or not label them, but just like completely disregard them and write them off or whatever it might be. Right. Despite in spite of their contributions, because I've never understood that, you know, if someone contributes to something, they still contributed it because right. that predates potentially whatever they did later on. That maybe should you overcome that, you know, and I also think about it, too, that like pedophilia as well as, you know, alcohol and those sort of things are like an illness. Like it is a sickness that you have. Like you're not well um, when you're like committing those acts. And when, you know, if you have a family member who dies in a, you know, drunk driving accident, you still can mourn them. right? Right. You still have the right to mourn your loved ones. I don't know. It's a whole thing. And I think it's stupid that she got dragged by like everyone on Twitter because she said she missed someone. Hey, hashtag cancel culture. You know, it's alive. It's well, it's 2020. They're coming for Trump now. You know, thank God it's insane. I honestly think that if he gets impeached just for shits and gigs, it will make my whole day. (laughs) I I mean, I don't think that will happen. Hey, they got what it's, they have until the 20th. So they got two weeks, I guess, but I, I don't know. At that point, it's just, you know, they're really just rubbing salt in the wound. Which I think would be hilarious. Oh, absolutely. It turns out Mercedes is popular. I think Black I didn't girl know from this. Glee Club. Right, 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 right. Uh, who now is part of the Cheerios has Cheerio. upped her popularity game. And Puck gets his just desserts. You know, he gets thrown into the trash. Much yeah. like he used to throw other people into the trash. Kurt included. And so... His bright idea is to get with Mercedes, um, get with a sister in order to fix his popularity decline. Am I am I right about this? Yeah. And um, Rachel then discovers that nobody was singing in the choir room and she gets help from Lauren Sices to prove it. Um, and Lauren Sices is a part of the AV club. And I think the best part of this little scene with her and Lauren is like when that random guy walks by, Lauren's like, who's this guy? Who's this guy? Who's this guy? <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, I, yes. I watched it twice because I didn't understand what she was saying at first. And then I was like, this is, this potentially is the best line of this entire episode. Because uh, it's like, you're doing something very minuscule. You're bugging the choir room, but like, right, 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 who's, right, this right. who's this guy? <laughs> who's this guy? Who's this jokester? All right. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was very funny. Um, yeah. The, um, so basically she wants people to pull their weight. Yeah. You know? And then, Puck decides to then proposition to Mercedes that since black and Jews have always been together, they got to stick up for each other, that they should uh, get together. And Mercedes practically turns him down here. She calls him top 40, which is the best insult in regards to Kurt I have ever heard. You mean to Puck? Oh, sorry. To Puck that I have ever heard. Because top 40 is very much like the of the moment sauce, you know? Yeah. It's fleeting. It's a song that like no one's going to remember. You're a one hit wonder most of the time. Even if you spend a couple weeks on the top of the chart, right? That's all you are to me. (laughs) Mercedes ultimately turns him down by saying, all you do with the girls you you date is knock them up and then leave them out to dry. And I was like, 
True. That's the tea. That's it. All right. And we get to the stakes of this episode very soon after, because Rachel brings it to Shu's attention that people aren't pulling their weight by using the microphones that whatever Zeises gives to her. And she makes a list. She compiles a list. Not the, the glist. People, not, yeah, not to be confused with the glist. This is the list of people not actually singing when they're yeah. in Glee Club. Number one, Finn. Number two, Santana. Number three, Brittany? Yes, did you hear why Brittany doesn't sing anymore? Because there's too many lyrics. (laughs) Too many lyrics. (laughs) Number four, I'm losing track. I don't know. I only remember Brittany. Me too. So so she does this, and naturally Shu takes this a step way too far, and he's like, the most dramatic thing he could possibly say. The Glee Club has lost its voice. So the stakes are everyone is going to perform a solo about where you see yourself in life. Your voice, what is your voice, and how does it reflect you? Oops, all solos, baby. And then as Kurt is leaving the choir room, he runs into his dad, Bert. What's Bert doing here? And why, and, for the the uh, the whole episode, I sat there and I looked at Bert, I looked at dad, and I said, my God, I say your name every week on the show. And I can't remember it for the life of me. O'Malley? What's his first name? Mike? Mike O'Malley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It just came to me. Uh, Yeah, Bert. And guess what Bert's there to do? Guess what daddy's there to do? Pick up Finn to go to a Reds game, which I'm guessing is baseball. Yes, it's in Cincinnati Reds, baseball, blah, blah, blah. Um, Yes. But like, did did we not land on the last episode about how annoyed he is with his dad for always picking Finn over him to do daddy-son things? Yeah, but you remember how he was, like, passive-aggressive about it? I think this is why they realized they wanted this to be two episodes. (laughs) They wanted the whole daddy drama to be, like, two episodes. They're like, we're going to be passive-aggressive at the first one. Second one, we'll deal with the shit. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. And then Rachel, next we get the um, best performance in all of Glee. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is why, in the last episode, I was just listening to it again to find out what your previous whatever were yeah and i started laughing before you gave your predictions and you're like why and i was like because i remember how we find out who has laryngitis and i think this is so i think people singing terribly is one of the funniest things in the world and And so she she sings a song by an artist who also sometimes i think sings terribly um the wondrous miley cyrus in her song (laughs) the climb the climb is a boring ass song it's bad. It's just like, oh, 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 it's just, it's so like, I'm sorry. Your opinions are wrong. Poorly. Like she's bad. She's not a good singer in this. I'm sorry. And Rachel's singing it. And it is so awful. It is yes. so out of tune. And at one point, like Will like looks at the piano guy and being like, is it you? <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> right. 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 Um, and I also, yeah. I think The Climb, I think I've mentioned this before, but there's some songs on here that I'm like, this was out when this episode came out. And The Climb, I think, is one of them. I was like, were we really jamming out to Miley Cyrus in 2009? Oh, people were for some reason. I still don't know why. I mean, I, think, I guess I went to her concert in 07. Shit. And that's the gayest thing you've ever said. <laughs> I've uh, talked about our, that you know, concert before. Our favorite segment. <laughs> our favorite segment. And what's the thing? What's the gayest thing that Dalton's ever said? That is, uh, yeah, no, but I think, I mean, she was popular. That was because of Hannah Montana, right? That song came out like right around the time the Hannah Montana movie comes out. 
was the is it climb featured in that movie? I don't think. Yeah, I've I think. Seen that movie. I think so. The climb was in Hannah Montana the movie, and then the other song from that album is "When I Look at You," which was in the okay. last song, and that is a bop. That is a banger. Sure. Also known as her album "Bangers." They pan at one point. The like camera pans at one point while Rachel's singing to Mike Chang. He looks uh-huh. disgusted, but he also looks hot. So like, <laughs> oh my god! But Britney's so, into it. <laughs> She's like. So for those keeping for for those keeping track at home, uh, put one on the board for me because Rachel has lost her voice, and Ergo has what we later find out to be tonsillitis. But I assume it must be a variant of laryngitis. Yeah, it's all in the throat, baby. Just like Dalton said last night, it's all in the throat, baby. <laughs> I think that laryngitis is not really a thing that you get. I think it is what they call yes. when you lose your voice. So I think like she had yes, tonsillitis and it caused her to lose her voice, which is laryngitis. It's like the old idiom says, you know, a, a rectangle is a square. But a square is a rectangle. A rectangle. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Laryngitis is tonsillitis, but tonsillitis is not laryngitis. I don't know. Sure. Sue then approaches go. Kurt in the hallway because he missed Cheerios practice with the second best line of this episode. Ladyface. Hey, Ladyface. <laughs> <laughs> she needed one zinger in there because otherwise she didn't get shit this episode. It wasn't an episode about her. It was I, last clearly. episode or no, two episodes ago. You wanted it to be all about the kids. Now we're all about the kids. As it should be. As it should be. Um, <laughs> I like how the first thing she goes, she says to him as she's trying to like kind of, I guess, help him in her Sue way of identifying potentially his sexuality. Um, in which she later says that, no, 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 only Sue Sylvester can define your sexuality. But the first thing she says to him is that, have you even ever kissed a boy? <laughs> like, like she knows he's a gay, you know? Yeah. And then she follows it up with, or a girl. So good on Sue Sylvester for, uh, you know, flipping gender norms and just saying it what she means. And I guess my question for you is, how do you feel about what she said? Because she said that, like, she said that there's no way to know what your sexual orientation is until you do something with both. Yes. Do you agree? Do you disagree? I think there's merit there to say that, to say that you are one. I I don't think anyone should ever say, first of all, I don't think anyone should say they're one way or the other ever. Right. I think that's dumb. I think that you're, you're really, you know, working your way, you're painting yourself into a corner, live a little baby, you know, go out there, touch some weehees and some mahas, you know? Put your hand in baskets, all right? Get your hand stuck in the cookie jar once in a while, you know? <laughs> Touch a hole, right? Stuck Whatever kind of jar. hole you want. Ah, uh, that's, what, that's what happened to Zach. <laughs> I touched a hole, you know? I was like, uh, say got stuck in the cookie jar. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh-oh, what do we do now? I can't get it uh, out. Yeah, you got a third arm. Sorry. Uh, no, I just don't, I just, I think that, yes, you should definitely try it all, you know? Like if you're going to go to a buffet, hit both sides of the buffet. Don't just stay on one side of it. And I think that maybe you can have some inclinations or you could feel a certain way. You could look at something and be like, oh, excitement, you know, but I don't know that you'll ever actually know it until you try it, you know? Yeah, I get that. I think, I think you can definitely know, well, I don't know if knows the right word, but you can definitely lean to or have an understanding for what you're interested in before you do anything like sure. yeah, yeah yeah you know what i mean and it might make you go after something in the first place right like if you're if you Somewhat. think you're that you're straight and then you're over here you know face deep in a vagina and you realize you're not into it then 
Yeah. Maybe you should have not done that. Um, right. but, or if you're, you're sucking a D because of a dare, you know, and you're into it. Does that happen? Oops. I don't know. I'm sure it happens. I, I don't know. I watch movies. Frat people do things. Oh, to say? that's true. Um, there you go. <laughs> you were a pledge once. Tell us your stories. We didn't, we didn't do pledges in my fraternity. You know how people go, that's how I knew, you know, when they kind of reflect and they always reflect back to a time that was probably predating any type of physical intercourse of their own regard. I think sure. they reflect on that only because they've experienced something and they were like, it was confirmed, you know? Yeah. Like, well, this is the moment I knew, but I confirmed it here. Everyone forgets that part. So I think she's got some merit. I think Sue Sylvester knows what's up. I also think it doesn't necessarily need to be a sexual interaction, but like a romantic one could also help solidify those things. Like, sure. Because, I don't know, there's probably, I think the best thing will be, you know, 200 years from now when people don't have to worry about coming out, but, um, because no one will give a fuck, hopefully one day. But I think, you know, there's probably like 16 year olds who aren't having sex yet, but they're romantically involved and they like to be with each other. But we know that's not the case for Kurt because he isn't with no one. Um, (laughs) And Sue does let him know that, you know, just because he likes show tunes doesn't mean he's gay. It just means he's awful. (laughs) (laughs) Immediately go to Kurt's room. And here's where I think that the editing is a little weird. Okay. So his dad says he's picking Finn up to go to the game and they're not going to be back until midnight. Now, immediately after... Kurt is seen at the locker upset. So we know that just happened. Yeah. No, that's the next day. How could it be the next day? He's at his locker crying. Because Kurt missed practice, Cheerios practice, because of what his dad said. Which I I then think is later that day. No, because practice is at the end of the day. Right, right, right. Kurt picks up Finn. Sorry. Kurt picks up Finn. Daddy Kurt. Bert picks up Finn. Kurt misses practice. Kurt is seen at his locker an hour no, later. It's no, no, no. If Kurt misses practice, he went home. Why would you stay at school if school is not in session? Because practice he's happens moping. after school. He's moping around. He's Kurt. I think she says practice. Is yesterday. he wearing? Is he wearing the same thing? I don't. They know. wear. If you're a Cheerio, you only wear Cheerios clothes. <laughs> this is I quite mean, it's the true. conspiracy. Look, this I mean, is quite at, the conspiracy. If you look at yes, Brittany or Santana, they've never worn anything other than Cheerios clothes. Yes, aka the budget for them in terms of wardrobe was much simpler. Uh, yeah. Okay, maybe that does that solves it. Otherwise, I thought that Dad then got home, finds Kurt dressed as if he's Bert, and I thought it was after midnight. And they're like, "Let's go hang out and talk about it." And I'm like, "Wait a minute, it's after midnight." Yeah, okay. no, I think I think this is I think the scene with Kurt and Bert in Kurt's room is the same day as the conversation with Sue, but it's the day after Bert picked up Finn to go to the Reds game. Sure. Okay. So um, but Kurt is yes. practicing for his solo, which will be Pink Houses by John Mellencamp. Which I think has been brought up on the show before. I was saying that I was like, I think we've talked about John Mellon yeah. came in a previous episode, but I don't remember why. I have definitely <laughs> said the words pink houses on this show before. And I just think I don't, I, that's where I, that's where I, I don't connect with this show, but that's where I connect with this show. Right. Is that Being they're doing a, a pretty good faggot. job of landing the Midwestern <laughs> happenings. All right. And knowing that there is some love for John Mellencamp in this land, uh, that's just, I don't know. Right. That's just, that's just uh canon over here. So, yeah. yeah, I think good on them. I think uh, 
dad paints a good picture of what all John Mellencamp songs are about. It's not apparently. interior design, if you were right. wondering. It turns out it's about uh, the 80s and, uh, you know, you can't have it all and blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, whatever. But uh, Kurt's way of dressing like a straight is like dressing exactly like his dad. Exactly like his dad. Um, and then we get to the doctor's office and we, this is where we find out that Rachel does have severe tonsillitis. And did you notice who the doctor was? Uh, uh, no. His name is, um, Rizwan Manji, AKA Tick in the TV show, The Magicians. I don't think I've met a Tick yet. Yes, you have. Oh my God. Tick is in like, oh, he's the guy who's part of like the Royal Council. Yeah. He's with Margo and Elliot. Oh, I didn't realize that was him. Yeah. I was like, How nice. I mean, it's been 10 years probably since then to then. Oh, uh, sure, sure, sure. But sure. I was like, oh my huh. God, it's Tick. <laughs> Who is also in Schitt's Creek, by the way. For those wondering, uh, I am watching Magicians. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm I'm a first time watcher of the Magicians. Finally. <laughs> Dalton's like, a, he's a magician gleek. He's <laughs> watching it for the 10 millionth time. Because for some reason, he doesn't watch new shit. He just rewatches old shit. Well, it's funny because I texted Zach and I said, hey, I have realized I've watched a lot of new shit recently. So I think I'm going to rewatch the Magicians. And I've been trying to get Zach to watch the Magicians for. Um, okay. We met about a but, year ago, so a year ago, uh, I had I had already watched the first season. I was just putting it off because of a past relationship, and that person was the one who told me to watch it, and I was avoiding it ever since because I hated them, and, he's <laughs> and I didn't petty. want to think of that. <laughs> and I'm a petty bitch. Yes, I agree. But now you realize it is an excellent show. Oh, it's good. It's very good. And I'm so mad it's over. But if anyone's wondering, it's hey, uh, end of January, season five. Coming to Netflix. Oh, coming to Netflix, yeah. So yes. everyone, go watch it. It's on Netflix. You can um, binge it in between episodes of Glee because we only yeah. do this once a week. So and they're small. They're they're small seasons. They're like thirteen episode seasons. I thought you saying they're small episodes. I'm like, no, those are jam packed uh, no. hours. <laughs> you're sitting yeah, there and you're like, like, holy fuck. <laughs> and they're like actually like hours, I think too. Yeah, because I don't know what sci-fi does. I feel like they do that I... thing where they like showing up a commercial at the beginning and then they like go for 45 minutes and they show one more commercial, which is why none of their shows have ever taken off because they don't have the budget. You know, they don't make any money through ads. I really, Oh, so good. Um, this is where we first get the Rachel, uh, woe is me. I'm going to lose my voice. Yeah. Therefore I'm not going to have a voice. Therefore, why do I even bother, uh, with anything? And, uh, Finn, uh, ironically almost calls her a vocal cripple, <laughs> which is like, insensitive in terms of where this direction or where this episode uh, direction goes. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Well, and then he also chooses this time to kind of like make a move on her. And I'm like, uh-huh. she just got told that she has tonsillitis and needs to get them taken out. And you're now deciding this is the time. This right. is the time. Can I now put my tongue down your throat? <laughs> oh, it hurts. Can I fix your okay, tonsillitis I I with my tonsils? <laughs> yes. Can we play, play tonsil hockey? Because maybe that will be fun. Okay. And he's like, Jesse uh, ate yeah. shit. <laughs> And I think it was funny now that I think back to a previous episode, you said that it was funny and how she gets laryngitis. And I thought there was some, you know, crazy thing that happened to her vocals and turns out, no, she was just singing Miley Cyrus. Well, of course she got laryngitis that way. Of course. Well, Tick does mention that she probably should have gotten her tonsils out years ago. Ah, have you had your tonsils taken out? I have not. I was told I had strep a lot when I was younger and I was told one more time. Out uh-huh. and five strikes, you lose them. Never happened. Oh, so wow, I still have mine too. And then 
since Jesse ain't shit, <laughs> Finn decides uh-huh. that he's going to sing Jesse's Girl, which is our second song, but first real song <laughs> of the episode. Yes. I'm so mad at myself for not being able to see this one coming. Ah. Uh, Jesse St. Cloud. St. James. Ra- or St. James. Rachel's Jesse's Girl. Of course, Finn is going to relate a uh, a journey esque time with Rick Springfield uh, to this situation because that's how he copes. You know, emotionally, he only knows things through like ADZ vibes. Do you know that Jesse's Girl by Rick Springfield was one of my favorite songs of all time? And that's the gayest thing you've ever said. Wow, Jesse's Girl is a straight ass song. <laughs> no, it's not. He's not saying it's... he wants to fuck Jesse. He wants to fuck Jesse's okay. Girl. Okay, let's dissect this. The song itself, sure. The concept, sure. But to relate and say that your favorite song is by Rick Springfield, the I like almost like I guess he would be like the man candy of the eighties. So much so that he starred on General Hospital. See, I don't know anything about him. The fact that yes. you know this much about him. Absolutely, I know this much <laughs> about him because I don't know. He he stars as a doctor, uh, Dr. Drake on uh, General Hospital. Uh, so much so that eventually he, he debuts his newest song, which is basically Jesse's Girl all over again. It's called Victoria's Secret. Have you heard that song? No. It goes something like, what's Victoria's Secret? <laughs> Which is just like, it boggles the mind, the ability to write a song that way. <laughs> um, yes. All right. So sorry. I just can't believe I missed the opportunity to predict that obvious Ryan Murphy leap. Come on. Uh, but let's talk about fan singing, shall we? I don't think it was bad. Oh, my God. You will never be a, go- a host or host, a judge on American Idol because I, you don't know what words sound like. I honestly wrote down. I was like, the whole performance was not bad. He has just zero range. It's just laughable. You get to like, he's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then you get to the end part where inevitably you have to kind of stretch it a little bit to kind of imply there's a closing coming to the end of the song. And it's just terrible. It's just straight up like it doesn't, it can't even go anywhere. They can barely even auto-tune him to fix it. That's how funny and bad it is. I think you're crazy. I think you just hate him so much. Oh, I okay. Uh, Jesse Girl (laughs) Glee. Let's get this. uh, Just get to the end of the song. Skip to the last, like, 15 seconds. Compare that to this. I mean, God. Less Kermit the Frog esque, but other than yes, that, it's because you can hit a note. It's this. They're they're both hitting the same pitches. Finn is just I a little Jesse's girl. You can tell he's like straining. <laughs> yes. You know. Right, because they're they're tuning it. Yes, uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I know. Well, and there's, there's that's a computer you're hearing. <laughs> if you listen closely, you can almost hear the will. Or what's the what's the app? The T pain. You can almost hear the T pain. You can almost hear T pain coming through. Yeah. Well, and on that note, we're going to verse stop here, and Zach is going to introduce us to his song of the week. I am very much into Delaney Jane. Once upon a time. I had Delaney Jane on a new music playlist. Okay. And if you go to her page for some reason, 
I don't even know. I couldn't tell you what the first three songs are on her list because they're like featuring, you know, which should never top a list on any music service. So just disregard those and jump right to Bad Habits. That's a great song. However, this is from her new EP called Somewhere Else, and the song is called Just Sex. Scandalous. When you're on top of me, we both know there's way too much history. And now it's hard to see you not touching me. Cause in my head it's all been said, we're soaking wet in the back of your car. Why have I heard this song before? Because I sent it to you. You did not. It, uh, it gives me melodrama vibes. Not the sad songs melodrama, but like... Um, yeah, I can see that, yeah. We've now been recording for an hour, and you haven't even commented on my nails. Oh, I saw them earlier, if that helps. Thanks. It was a comment inside my head. What was the comment I could remember? I don't know, I just... Probably something gay. Cute. Look at your lilac lavender nails. Uh, I mean, they might look like that. They're very... um, They're light purple on my side. Yeah, they're very not that. I mean, I guess maybe there's a slight tint of purple, but they're very just like a neutral grayish color over here. Oh, sure. Very... uh, Is that the color of the year from Pantone? Gray and yellow? Okay, so (laughs) we get back and we have another performance like right off the bat. Right, right after after, uh, Mr. Shu does this which is like rock on and it was terrible. And he says, good job, buddy. Good job, buddy to him. You know, what? you know what video I just saw? It was this girl ranking on YouTube, the biggest crimes by Matthew Morrison. That had to be in there. <laughs> and it, was. it wasn't, but she did have, um, ice, ice baby. <laughs> Ugh, there was, was like there was like lots of different tiers, but the bottom tier because like you know that website where people can like rank stuff on, yeah, and you can make your own tiers. The bottom tier was this tier is only reserved for the thong song. <laughs> that thong, dong, dong, dong. yep. Um, Puck, it's Puck's turn. Yeah, it's Puck solo. He joined and, a black church. Yeah, and he's invited some people from jazz, the something trombones, lazy trombones. I can't remember what he calls them. Um, another, yet another random school club, you know, Rachel's probably a part of it. Oh yeah. She's definitely in the yearbook picture. (laughs) Is this Um, first solo? I was trying to remember. I couldn't, I think he has one or two others. Uh, I feel like he has something with a guitar at some point and sweet Caroline. He already did sweet Caroline. Okay. 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 We're good for sure. Um, this song is the lady is a tramp. Yeah. Um, written, by Sammy Davis Jr., but performed by Tony Bennett, I think. So here's my thing is I always thought it was a Tony Bennett song, but uh-huh. it's possible that Sammy Davis Jr. performed it first. Sure. I don't know who that is, so I don't know if that person's a you're white. singer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. He is a Perfect. he's a very he was in that age of like Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett, you know, Sammy Davis Jr. was a very prominent that style of singing, but he Sure was black and obviously didn't get the same. I would call this, that style, that style of singing, like wheelhouse singing. It's very easy. Yeah. You know, it's very like, this is my range. 
if it's my wheelhouse, she gets I too hungry for the variety. It's very like uh, yeah. you stay in like one octave range. <laughs> yes, it's like it's like Michael Bublé. You know, like can you really sing, or can you just sing that way? See, and I think they can sing, but it's there is a style of I, is is that what easy listening is is. Because there's the genre of easy listening, be. and I'm wondering if that's what it is. Has to be. Because remember on like American Idol, when there was always that like one token, you know, uh, big band like way of singing, and they they sang everything that way. They'd get like they'd get like a Nickelback song, and they'd perform it that way. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, I just it's it's very it's very easy. But there um, are but, there are songs by I'm I'm thinking now there's songs by Tony Bennett and Frank Sinatra. And even Michael Bublé, where they do like show their range. Yeah, but, but you just picture them at a wedding at all times. Exactly, you know, they're always in a suit. <laughs> they're always just like singing in one place. They've got one, one hand spot. doing this like snapping thing. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. There's potentially a hat on the ground, upside down, turned over, so that people can drop tips in it. Well, there's another fedora on their head. Yes, <laughs> yes, they bring two two fedoras at all times. Uh, I, I mean, I say all these things. To put it down almost. But yet, I think it's perfectly in his wheelhouse. It was great. It was excellent. It, it's, you know, it's excellent. And I think it's, I don't know if it's excellent just because he's so like out there as a character that for him to like buckle down and like show restraint and have some dance moves that aren't over the top, but they're just enough to get by and to have a little fedora himself. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was great. It almost felt like he was like trying to win Mercedes over during it. Yeah. And he does at some point, clearly. Because Santana thinks that he's singing to her. Yes. And then she realizes it's Mercedes. And then Mercedes joins him. Right. And obviously, Mercedes, if she's in a song, oh, she yeah. steals the show. Oh. oh, my God. Yes. But it was very good. And I... But I would like to say, yeah. the Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett version is better. But... How did I know this was where this was going? Uh, also known as the Barnes & Noble commercial. What? Oh my God. Have you never, I know, hold on. I know something about Lady Gaga that you don't know. I don't watch commercials, so. Oh I'm assuming it's a commercial for the Cheek to Cheek album, which was. It was some bullshit Christmas commercial for like Barnes and Noble. Well, I mean, I I bet you it was the Cheek to Cheek album had just come out. So Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga were doing, you know, whatever for it. Can I say I love a Barnes and Noble at Christmas time? (laughs) This is this ad is tailored to you. Take it away because that's what you say when Tony Bennett's singing. Wonderful, wonderful encore. Boy, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Mercedes, now being won over, decides to apologize to Quinn for taking her man, and we finally find out where Quinn is living because <laughs> we God. haven't known for episodes. The plot hole has been filled. I bet you someone in that writer room was like, hey guys, I don't think we told them where, where she's living. <laughs> I don't yeah, think we told like, her. Been, they're like, I've been monitoring the Twitterverse and this has been, tw- this has been trending, uh, you know, with some clever that I you can't realize come up with right now. it's not a soap opera. <laughs> they don't, there's like weeks between filming and Twitter seeing it, but okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Speaking of soap operas. General Hospital lately? Holy shit. Well, okay, so I have this discussion with my family because I said that I think this is my favorite season of Grey's Anatomy that there's ever been. Oh, it is very good. Oh, I said General Hospital, not Grey's Anatomy, but okay. Yeah, I know. I don't watch General Hospital. I have taste. And so... (laughs) Remind me to send you a clip. (laughs) 
Holy shit. I told my family that and no one agreed with me. My older sister was like, it's really good. But my older sister's also been watching Grey's Anatomy. She started watching it in high school when it first came on. So she'd been watching it for 17 years. And my mom was like, I'm just not really into it. Like, I don't like that it's all about COVID. And I'm like, oh, that's all I like. Because I feel like every other show is ignoring the pandemic because they want it to be an escape. And I'm like, I want to see the shit. Right. right. There's only like, and I and I guess I say only because these are the only two shows that I'm really watching that are tackling it well or at all. But Grey's Anatomy, nailing it. And it's, it's, it's perfect for them. Yeah. You know, like it's pivotal. It's important. They like to land, um, political things sometimes or all the time now. And it's, it's at this point it's political and it's great. It's excellent. Uh, two is superstore because it is, sometimes you need comedic relief, but you see the people who are on a different front line, yeah. which in this case is retail and how they're dealing with it or coping with it. And it's just like, and sometimes you need to be able to laugh at it too. Right. So you get the emotional trauma and you get the kind of, I guess, happiness that somehow potentially can come out of this, but there's a way to tackle this. And then there are shows that just shouldn't be tackling it. Right. Because at some point they're going to have to stop tackling it. And well, it's kind of like, and that was did my it just end? Critique with Blackish is Blackish yeah. started out being all about COVID because Rainbow is a doctor and all, and then all of a sudden they're having a wedding where no one is yeah. wearing masks. And exactly. I'm like, so is it COVID or is it not COVID? Because the first two episodes, right. she flipped out that her son was not was hanging out with his girlfriend, right? right. And then all Which, of a sudden, we're like, is, we don't care anymore. That's just like, that is a decision that you make that influences the next two seasons of your show. Yeah. You know? And to have restraint and not do that, uh, General Hospital, a show primarily focused on hospitals sometimes, no COVID. Yeah. Because they know that you can't do half the shit they're going to do if you do that. Right. Right. You can't have people make it um, out. Yes. Right. Um, so I did see, speaking of, I want to say yeah. it was general hospital or it was another, maybe days of our lives. There was something about that. They now don't actually kiss on, on front of the camera. It was like when it's, there's something, but GH, they definitely do. Oh, I think it's days of our lives. Then they talked about how they don't kiss in front of the camera anymore. Yeah. Cause they like, it's a, it's like a dummy so or something. That they kiss. It's, yes. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. I mean, COVID. that's why those, those are <laughs> sure. But those are soap operas that you just stop watching because they're bad and they're bad. And they're showing that they have bad act. They have not actors. They have bad, uh, crews that have basically said, we can't make sure you're safe. So no, sorry. it doesn't matter because you know, you can test negative every single day that you're filming this show. Sure. You do nothing but wrong. Are they not going to kiss still... on Grey's Anatomy? Come on. But they haven't been. Oh, they did. Kiss Come on. Grey's Anatomy. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So there's a way to do it. And I think off camera, they're constantly in mass. They're constantly like they're doing yeah. what they can to protect the crew. But I think they, as a, as a family of sorts on set, they are being as conscious as they can, you know, away from set. Right. And then things get shut down if they can't. And right now, almost every show in California has been shut down. Again. Once again, including Grey's and including General Hospital, because if you didn't know, they share a set. Oh, I really? I shit you not. I have been to the General Hospital set and drove right past the uh, exterior entrance to... The stage door uh, 34 or whatever. The stage door <laughs> that was labeled like... Uh, you know, emergency wing or whatever it was called, Seattle, whatever it was called at the time. Um, Seattle Presbyterian, yeah. Grace Sloan. Uh, who fucking knows? <laughs> who fucking it's knows? all sorts of shit. And I was just like, <gasps> and I drove past the parking spots that said, Dr. Bailey, 
Karev. Uh, it was like, I was like, oh, they're here. <laughs> they're right down the hall. You Let's know, go. They share a space. Oh my God. Prospect Park, California. Yes. Uh, it's so the reason I think it's tackling well. My brother-in-law obviously like critiques. He's a doctor who works in ICUs. And so he's obviously critiquing that like sure. all the things that they wear, they don't wear those like, you know. But if they were the cutting edge hospital of Seattle, which they are. Well, he said that the thing is, is that you would only wear that kind of thing if you were um, like actively working with a COVID patient. You wouldn't just be like wearing it up and down the halls and like those. Oh, sort of, sure. like, he was like, because you yeah. don't have enough of that to go around. Right. So you need to take right, it off, right. let it get sanitized so someone else can wear it for the next COVID patient. Gotcha. I was like, that makes sense. And he's like, also, they don't have fucking microphones. <laughs> he was like, we can't hear each other. And I was like, got gotcha. it. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've, yeah. I've seen someone yell through plexiglass. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to a Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I do have one more thing before we get back to the show on this like 20 minute side TV tangent. Sure. RuPaul's Drag Race came back. No one watches that show has probably won more Emmys than your general hospital shit. Just so you know. Um, well, it's a different category. I don't think they're both daytime <laughs> Emmy, Emmy shows, but okay. Actually they might be. No, RuPaul's Drag Race is a primetime Emmy show. Okay, cool. Oh, so it came back and they did it during COVID. And I think RuPaul's Drag Race, Big Brother, all those shows where they're going into a house and they're going to be together yeah. all the time. Those shows can continually go on because you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, it is quarantine, but it starts out and you see the judges panel because once again it's more like top model where there's judges watching them which i have i've seen they're all spread out yeah so they spread out the judges but not only are they spread out but there's plexiglass between them oh and ross matthews who is one of the judges one of the consistent judges he's a he's a gay i think everyone just knows him for being that gay that's like i think he used to be on e but and he also was on season two of celebrity big brother u.s edition and he brought out a squeegee and he was like i can see you now it was like the like <laughs> funny little bit that I would want to do now whenever yeah. I see plexiglass. It just bring out a squeegee. He was very entertaining and big brother. He's he's fun on drag. He has, he actually has like some of the judges obviously are more like yeah whatever. Like Carson Kressley's also a judge, and he's always like very whatever about it. Even though he should be like the really nitpicky fashion person, because Carson sure. Kressley's from the Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, the OG. He was the fashion sure. person. I, I, I've never, I, I don't know the game. No one's okay. watched that show. <laughs> gotcha. um, I've never touched a hole. I don't oh know. Oh my God. But Ross has like, he's the very more like Paula, maybe more of the Randy. who was like, I'm going to be nice, but also actually right. critique you. Yeah. Yeah. Like yo dog, it wasn't for me, but like, you know, represent. Yeah. But, and then we have Michelle Visage who was like, fuck your drag. You look awful. Your face is busted. <laughs> like, right. She goes in. And so. everyone's, is there like an audience? Is is there an audience typically for this or no? No, they only it's all pre-recorded. they only do it's all pre-recorded and they only do an audience when they do like a roast episode because gotcha. this because this show is laughs. very like they want they're not like oh you just do drag and you sing at a club we want you to be able to be funny you have to be able to act you have to be able to you know do all these things that RuPaul has done you know RuPaul's made like this national brand. Or whatever, so they make them do all these crazy things that no drag queen would ever do. So sounds very gay. Yeah, but they got plexiglass in between them. <laughs> and then when we get yeah. another performance, I think we're counting our third slash fourth performance, which is <sighs> Pink oh Houses by Kurt. Which is just it's it's it made me okay. It made me annoyed because I think he could have. I was expecting like an interesting take on this song, and I feel like oh it's no, a, it had to be the straightest a, version of the song anyone's ever heard, right? 
it's like, it's very much on par with the story. Like I get it. It, it wasn't supposed to be, but I wish it would have been, you know, or I wish there was like some alternate copy out there somewhere where it's, it's for realsies versus the stupid accent that he's doing the whole time. Um, but I like how the show knew how obnoxious it was. Oh, yeah. So much so they really were just like, do a verse and let's please just stop. It wasn't, he didn't sound bad. It just was annoying. Like it made me uncomfortable watching it. And he sounded bad. I don't think he sounded bad. He, he, it's the accent. It's not him, but it's the accent that just sounds stupid. Yeah. And then I think Will finally gives us a teaching moment here where he says, don't lose track of who you are just because it's easier to be someone else. And I was like, Woo! He's a teacher. Good <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. You can write your name on the chalkboard now. Yeah. Uh, and it uh, turns out who knew who saw this coming. It turned Brittany on somehow <laughs> because she was like, Oh, you're straight now. Okay. Like it's, you know, I have to cross you off my list. It's time for us to make out. Cool. Cool. And then we see Rachel walking up the hallway and she has a bowl of cereal in her hand. And I think there's like a tea bag coming out. Of, I kept staring at the tea bag. This is like quintessential. You've been at home all day. You're in your pajamas. For some reason, the only thing you can make and eat is cereal. I love, I haven't had cereal in like years. I miss cereal. I feel like I used to have it all the time and I haven't had it in a long while. Okay, fine. Okay, fine, fine. Can you hear it? Listen, listen, you hear it? Is it the snap crackling and popping? <laughs> uh, yes, the snap crackling and popping of our audience as they're demanding what our favorite cereals are. Ah, should we do a live t- <laughs> Check out our Patreon as we eat cereal <laughs> live. <laughs> yes, uh, it's, we'll do it right. We'll do it right next to a microphone so that you can hear every single snap, crackle, and pop. Head to OnlyFans.com slash Bretman Rocking Chair to watch us do. <laughs> okay, Zach, what is your favorite cereal? Oh my God, is it even hard? Cinnamon Toast Crunch, duh. It's my favorite too. We can't have the same favorite. Of course it is. No, we just have taste. Uh, my number two, I would probably would jump to if I wanted to be happy, you know, temporarily would be a Captain Crunch. I was going to say Captain Crunch Crunch Berries would be my number two. Oh my God. Let's go for a third. And for my third favorite, I would probably hop to like a Reese's, uh, whatever that's called, Puffs. Is that what that's called? Yeah, that's like my number five. I loved Reese's Puffs when I was younger, but as I grew up, I think it's too sweet for me now. I, I mean, yes, yes. Yes. Give me another option. My number. Th- oh, Fruity Pebbles. I like a Fruity Pebbles. Okay. My number three is Count Chocula, which you can only oh, get, you know, in October. Up. But Damn it. That's actually, I, that might be my number two, actually. More than Crunch Berries? I, oh, yeah. I love, okay. My dad, I, my dad, my, fa- my, my fa- father, my father also loves Crunch, or, uh, he's Ch- obsessed. Like we'll bring home as soon as it's in stores, we'll bring home 10 boxes. My dad will bring home like 10 boxes of Count Chocula and then five boxes of boo berries. And I'm like, we're not oh, eating this shit. <laughs> exactly. Mine has never brought home a booberry or a Franken, whatever the fuck it is. Pure Count Chocula. Yes. Ugh. And you just know it's nostalgia for all of us. Like it probably doesn't taste good, but we're still just like, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> like, right. And the box is like a third of the size of a real cereal it's box. So like, small. It's limited edition. Yeah. Um, I think maybe the reason I don't oh eat cereal God. as much now is because cereal doesn't taste the same with non-dairy milk. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't oh, okay. taste like, you know, Cinnamon Toast Crunch doesn't taste as be, good with oat milk. You know what I mean? Are you trying to be a millennial and have your oat milk or are you, or you have like an allergy? I mean, 
I can eat it, but I'll shit my brains out after. So, I mean, you <laughs> yeah. decide okay. what's up. We call that an allergy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it's the Jews. Okay. The, my We've talked about it with like the majority of my family, and none of us, none of the Jews can really process milk. Oh, I thought you said the juice oh, no. for a second. The juice. I think it's the juice. I'm like, what juice is there in, in cereal? There's some, there's know, some like actual extract. study of people who are descendants of certain areas being allergic to different things. Like, cause your ancestors only ate X, Y, and Z. So you eating these new things, your body doesn't have like the enzymes to process it. And they didn't have cows in Israel. Most of the least is cow free. Cause it's not, you know, great for them. So they drink goat's milk more. So I think, I wonder if that has something to do with. Maybe you should fly in some goat's milk. Or I'll just drink oat milk. Cause it's. Sure. Tastes good. Of the alternative milks. Soy milk doesn't taste good. Coconut milk doesn't <laughs> taste good. Almond milk is terrible for the planet. So oat milk tastes the best, <laughs> is the best for the planet, and is thick. This has been IMDb. Oh, wait, that's a different segment. That's a different segment. We don't have one for this. Uh, oh, no. Rachel does say that she's like Tinkerbell and needs applause to live. And she's seen six doctors. And I was like, Zach, <laughs> is this Zach on our screen? <laughs> has one ailment, goes to six doctors. And he's like, no, I'm going to take you to see a friend. A friend. I love that Kurt and Brittany are having their makeout session. And I love that Brittany is on top, stroking his leg. And no. all he can do is, yeah, slap her hand or comment on her uh, lip gloss um, or ask questions about the other guys that she has kissed. What do boys' lips taste like? Normally dip? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Brittany, ew. <laughs> If I ever made out with a guy and he tasted like dip, I'm out. I'm out. Goodbye. I once made out with someone who had uh, they take their their mouth tasted like uh, smoke, cigarette smoke, and I was like, <gasps> and I, I and that's when I realized always ask if they're a smoker because gross. I didn't know that before. That's that. crazy because I've definitely made out with someone who has smoked cigarettes before, but they must uh, either have like just smoked when you were with them or. It was like a ch- like a like always smoke. Do you know what I mean? Like there's those people who yeah. like smoke when they're drunk, and there's people who yeah. smoke all the time. Two very different mouths. Right. It was disgusting, is all it was. And I said, never again will I ever. Bert catches them making out, and <laughs> during and is basically like proceed. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Because uh, uh, me and Brittany are just having some sexual relations. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. But I love that Brittany this whole time is just sitting on the couch like the Tiffany Pollard meme. She's just like waving <laughs> awkwardly, like, hello, it's me. I've been here many times in this situation. Threesome? <laughs> right, 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 right. She's like, might as well. I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. He's queer. Let's do it. Right. Hey, Puck's cool again. <laughs> His coolometer is back. And as. Mercedes basically tells him, what does she tell him here? He obviously has not dated a black girl before. A sister, uh, as yes, she says. Yes, correct. She has needs, including a decaf coffee frozen beverage um, or a frappuccino, I guess. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I got you. And then makes eyes with Santana. And Mercedes, of course, sees. Obviously. <sighs> and then we get, it just spirals, you know? It spirals. Uh. What is that noise for? I love this. Oh, you love the song that's next. <laughs> yes. Boy gotcha. is Mine with Santana, which I think is the first time we really get to see her showcase her, you know, singing. 
and which she doesn't really showcase. showcase much, but I mean, yeah. she's doing a duet, so you actually hear her sing. Yes, right. Finally, which uh, I've. What is the song? You've never heard Can "Boy you define Is Mine." The song for me, I don't think so. It was like the song of the early two thousands. It was um, Brandy and you remember Brandy from Moesha. Uh, I mean, I know who that is, but I don't know anything else. She just said. Uh, you don't know what Moesha is? TV show? Yeah. Question mark. Okay. What? She starred in it. She was the main character. Um, sure. What more am I supposed to know about that? Have I seen it? Uh-uh. Uh, you're so white. So it came out in 1998. So I've seen the proud family. <laughs> Does that make me less white? <laughs> um, but it's by Brandy and Monica. It is a great song. And uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. When Naya passed away, uh, I listened to this like 20 times. This isn't like her best song that she's ever done. But Boy Is Mine is like an iconic song for most humans. So hearing it from them is great. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, a, I, again, I love when the tune hits the storyline. Mm-hmm. And it does. They're basically arguing over a boy. The boy. And I like that it kind of continued off of that kind of transition. To yeah. Get back to the classroom uh, via the phone call, which I imagine there's probably a music video out there. And it probably does the same thing. Um but I mean, again, I don't know that this song is this performance. I don't know if this performance is groundbreaking, but it's fine. It's just, ugh. it's, you know, let it happen. It is yeah. in my, it is in my, you'll hear, you'll, I'll go in this a little bit later, but this episode has two of my top 10 favorite songs in all of Glee. All right. And this is one of them, but the song ends with them practically fist fighting. Yes. Because as Naya Rivera or Santana is from the other side of the tracks. So she's going to fight. She's going to win. And Mercedes, who doesn't really is, you know, is she's, she's leaving limits on this puck thing. Cause she knows what yeah. it is. She clearly is starting to have some kind of doubt, feel some type of way. Again, puck has, has devolved, right. Or evolved, whichever way you think this goes. He was picking on the kids again in the hallway. Right. And we're back at the dumpster back where it all began. Full cycle circle, the circle of life. This is my second psychological-esque thing of the episode. It's the circle of life. He's putting people back in the trash cans. He's calling it payback. And he kind of takes this interesting stand, right? Where he's like, this is how things are. This is the status quo. We are the popular kids. We're at the top of the heap. You know, here we stand on pride rock while everyone else bows down before us from up above. And how did I not watch this and think about the dumpster, like everyone during COVID and the popular kids practically like Congress, not giving anybody their $2,000 stimulus <laughs> check. This is how it is. You're 600 yet. I did. Okay. Yes, absolutely. So every motherfucker has received their 600. Do you know who has not? Of course you have it. Cause you're checking every minute, every, by the minute, minute. every second, by the second. I'm trying to buy a stock uh, option. <laughs> oh my God. And we are going to let you now check your bank records. <laughs> For your stimulus check. While, <laughs> while we, take, we a take a break. Yeah, Zach, what are your oh New Year's God. resolutions? 
Oh my God, this episode, man, it's packed with content. Uh, well, if, if you have not yet listened to the latest episode of exactly, I don't listen to already that. know the answer. Um, number one is you, you always have to throw some bullshit fitness thing in there. So with fitness plus out, I feel like that means I have to get buff now. You know, Apple has said I have to do it. Therefore I have to do it. Good luck with that. Number two. <laughs> Thank Was you. that the thing Number is just two. to get buff? You don't have any like number or like body fat percentage or size of biceps. It's just get buff. <laughs> yes, correct. Okay. Correct. So no matter what I do, I can be like, yeah, I hit that. Number two uh, is to bake more. Yeah. Because I love baking. And you don't do I it. Like, I love it a lot. Bullshit. I do it so much. It hurts. I don't think you baked a single time in 2020. I think this cheesecake is the first time you've baked in a year. I clearly, well, I didn't send you pictures because we weren't friends then, but I baked five, uh, 10, at least eight different variety of cookies, uh, including my famous one. For your sister's wedding, Uh, which was in 20. No, no, no. At Christmas time. Um, the Saturday, the Saturday before Christmas, I baked um, my famous chocolate chunk cookies, um, some raspberry whatever cookies, some my dad likes the stupid sugar cookies that have the Hershey kiss on them, whatever. Uh, they're better with a Reese's cup in the middle. Oh, these brownie cookies. Ooh, this is my favorite one. A salted caramel, which of course I made from scratch, on top of a brown sugar cookie. That was probably the winner in my head this year. And none of it was sent to my house. I am a relentless baker and... Uh, at the start of this episode, I showed you the cheesecake that I made. So I want to bake more, but specifically I want to bake through the tartine baked goods, the book, whole thing, which I showed you at uh, whatever coffee shop we were at. And I own it now. Um, I had those goddamn, you know, orange uh, morning buns and they were phenomenal. Oh, you did. Have so I want to bake through it. Yes. So that's my goal is to bake through that. Um, and then three, is a I feel like there was maybe one more. There's a there's a third. Four is a life move. And I don't know what that means. It either means a life relocation or it means a life move, like a strategic action. Uh so yeah, it's it's undefined. I think we can all agree that no one should live in Indiana. So <laughs> well sure, for sure. But I just feel like last year was a wash, you know? That's what we're all saying. Yeah. Um but it just feels like I just need to do something. And yeah, so that's, that's most of them. All right. So my five, number one is to stop being so fucking hard on myself. That's what it says on the thing. Cool. Um, number two is leave the country vaccine willing. Cause I'm not going to be with like those PV gays <laughs> who are all in Mexico. Ugh. Oh yeah. Fucking out. There's lots of those right it's now. Fucking awful. Um, number three is watch less TV. What? Why? Cause I realize I watch TV instead of doing like, I could be way more productive with my life if I watch less TV. Okay. Because um, I realized when I was with my parents, like, my parents only watch TV at, like, nighttime. Where, like, I watch TV from, like, 9 a.m. until, like, I go to bed with it still on. You know what I mean? Well, that's what happens when you never go to work anymore. I mean, true. But, like, I, there's so many things I could be doing instead of it, you know? Again, it's a, it's it's still we're still kind of in that wash time frame, so I think you're you're in the clear. Well, even, like, when I edit this podcast... I will edit five minutes and I'm like, Oh, I deserve 30 minutes of TV now. <laughs> like that's, that's literally how I relate everything in life is like, Oh, you did this. Here's 30 minutes of TV. <laughs> like, well, it doesn't help that, you know, that you, that you live with other people basically. So it's all kind of in the same room. You know, you kind of have to like set your stuff in different places. Oh, I mean, this is my TV. 
in my bedroom. I know. It's all in the same place. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's too close to not do right. it. Right. You know? Okay. So number three is yeah. watch less TV. Number four is read more books because I opened the book for Oprah's book club on January 1st. Uh-huh. I read three chapters then. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and that's it. I did, that's I did the I exact did. same thing when the water dancer it's was. It's the water dancer. It's literally Oh the my water god. Dancer. I I did the same thing. I read the first three chapters and I never touched and it again. And it's not a bad book. I just suck it's at reading bad. for fun. Like I just But that's not fun reading. Put that shit down. No, cuz I That's just I sadness. think I'd be really I like to cry. And then my number 5, I these are in order. So number 1 is sure. the most important, number 5 is the least important. Number 5 is to lose 10% of my body fat. Because once again, you have to throw in a weight, a number. A weight goal, a measurable, uh, a fitness yeah, goal. Sure. In there. Okay. We come back and we're at some dude's house. We found out his name is Sean. <laughs> yeah, Sean something. Um, but Finn took Rachel there because he is paralyzed. Yes. Yes. And the reason earlier it was weird for him to say to call her a vocal cripple is because he took her to a real cripple's house. Yeah. Sean, the guy he met at football, whatever, back in the day who is now paralyzed from the neck down, which, okay, okay, okay. But he still has full control so, of his penis. That's what Artie said in that exactly. past episode. <laughs> right. I, the whole time, every time How I watch Artie? this, I'm like, why isn't Artie being used as the... Yes, I didn't even think about that. Absolutely, because Artie had nothing this episode. We saw him make a face this episode. That's it. And it was during when Rachel was singing her terrible song. This is a, it's a lesson that she needs. Yeah. But it is the biggest leap that I have ever seen a character take. (laughs) Hi. Yeah. You're complaining about losing potentially your voice. Think about losing your body, you know, and to go rub it in Sean's face. Hey, okay. This is Rachel. She's talking about losing her voice. And (laughs) I just want you to say, Hey, I used to, I sing, you know, sometimes, but I also lost my body, Rachel. Well, I think what they wanted that was the general gist but i think what they wanted the message to be was like her whole life is her voice his whole life was playing football so he can't do what he really wanted to do she could not do what she really wanted to do and he's learned other things that he's good at aka he's really good at math he's really good at singing so like right yeah it you might lose your ability to sing but maybe you'll learn that you're actually a nice person (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Silver lining. We get it. And then she's like, thanks. Just thanks. And it's because she was going to say, she was going to say, thanks for showing me it could be much worse <laughs> with eyes wide open. And then she was like, yeah, I shouldn't say that. I should just say, just thanks <laughs> for for laying there awkwardly and, you know, talking to us. And then we find out that Mercedes quits the Cheerios. <laughs> And Sue lets her know, you don't quit. You either die or I kick you off. (laughs) Absolutely. And she's like, yeah, you know, not for me. Is this when she also tells uh, Puck to stop being mean? Yeah, she pretty much says, I did soul searching, realized that I was a bad person as a Cheerio, so you should do some soul searching. Right. Grow up. Uh, Finn and Britt. Ooh, they're walking down the hallway, holding hands. Kurt and Britt. Being a couple. Yeah. Oh shit! On um, yes, I wrote down the word Finn. Damn it! That's twice this episode. Damn it! Uh, Kurt's now Janet. Finn. All right, Kurt and Finn are walking. Oh my god! Damn it! <laughs> we wish it was Kurt and Finn walking down the hallway holding hands. Kurt and Brittany are walking down the hallway holding hands. <laughs> Can I keep all of those takes? 
Please do. <laughs> Jesus. And that's when daddy's back at the school. All right. We think surely he's gotten somewhere now. No. Uh-uh. Bert's there to pick Finn up again to go to a hockey game or some bullshit. Well, because us logical people watching the show know that Bert and Finn hanging out had nothing to do with Kurt. Kurt but could have been the Bert... straightest kid in the world and it still wouldn't have made yes. a difference. But should Bert not now take the point? He still Come doesn't, on, he doesn't get it yet. He will in a minute, but he doesn't get it yet. I know. Uh, all right. And that is when. <laughs> <laughs> Say your piece, baby. We get Kurt's turn, a.k.a. Rose's turn, which is. I was. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I was only going to, to say it myself because I got another fucking point here, baby. You did. It was a focal, a focal, vocal. It was the, of all the solos that could have happened, I was like, oh, fuck, we're going to get all these solos. And I'm fucked. We got a pivotal focal, vocal, which I think might be a new segment on this show. Focal, what was vocal? the focal, vocal? Yes. This is a focal, vocal for the goddamn ages. What's the song? It's Kurt's turn, but it's actually originally called Rose's turn. And, but it's about Kurt. Cause it's like in the original it's like, everything's coming up Rose, but this is everything's coming up. Kurt. I know Bette Midler, you know, wrote, sang, performed, produced, whatever, you know, um, what's this from? Is this a musical? Is I think this it just is an a album? musical. Um, let's take a look. It's from the movie Please. Gypsy. Sure. Which I'm assuming is a musical. Yeah, Patti Lapone sang it on Broadway. I think she she did the movie version, but in the musical, it looks like Patti Lapone and Patti Lapone and Bernadette Peters are best known for it as well. But the sure. best known version of this is Rose's Turn by Glee, according to Google. Yes, it was at the very top when you Google it. Uh damn. Uh yeah. I also love that he said, um, then where would you be, Miss Rachel Berry? Because, honestly, though, if you look at it, if Kurt never threw Defying Gravity to her, where would she be? Where would she be? I'm doing a... Sure. My friends and I are doing this thing where we're presenting a... Um, we're doing, like, a Zoom call. And we're all going to do a pre- presentation on a random topic to each other. And my presentation is, Kurt is actually the main character of Glee. And it's going to be like all these reasons why he is. What a life you live. You're right. There are so many things you could be doing instead of watching TV, <laughs> like talking about TV. Exactly. You know, on this podcast, presenting <laughs> about TV, uh, recording podcasts about TV, TV. Holy shit. The anger, the anger. That's what you want in a performance. Uh, so good. The lights, the camera. Uh, as Bruno would shake his fist, you know, on Dancing with the Stars. The stage, the stage. He finally goes from looking like a straight to looking like a queer. Ah, yes. It's like he he practically walked right back out of the closet and right onto that stage. Holy smokes, Batman. This is a performance. And we found out that Bert is watching the whole thing. The whole thing. Um, and we love Bert. He has this really, they have uh-huh. a really heartwarming moment because yes. he canceled on Finn because he realizes his son was hurt. Yes. And Kurt should have said how hard it is. Kurt was hurt by Bert. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And I literally wrote down Kurt was hurt by Bert. 
<laughs> oh my god, this has been hooked on phonics. Uh, yes, but I actually teared up when Bert looked at Kurt while they were hugging, and he was like, um, "My only job is to love you, no matter what." And I was like, <laughs> "Yep, I, 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 I teared up. I might have shed one. I felt things, which you know is a rarity for me on a TV show known Glee, known as Glee." But I was in it. Ugh. It was, and I just love, I love that like he was able to get Bert was able to get out what he wanted to say, have Kurt be like, fuck you, dad. And then Bert say, no, fuck you, Kurt, turn around. And then Kurt's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sorry. And I was like, oh, oh, snap, crackle, you know, cereal round two. Uh, <laughs> it was wonderful. And yeah, it was good. Yeah. Uh, then we go back to Sean's house for some. Dumbass reason. God forsaken reason. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Rachel returns because she had one thing in mind is that she really wanted to sing with it. <laughs> yeah. But the whole time she was like, I can return the favor. And I was like, sexually, I was like, give him a handy. Come on, throw him a handy. The guy is a cripple. All right. Oh, your throat's been cured. Give him a sucky, you know, <laughs> do something to this guy. Right. And he's like, I can still feel it. Cause I remember how to feel, <laughs> you know, it would have been such a, right. like a more, a more, a better scene, okay? Uh, we could have gone places. But they ended up singing. Oh, her! if you didn't notice, her voice recovered. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, they sing One by U2. When the hand was held and the initial vocals were thrown, and she was like, they were like singing eye to eye, I got a little emotional there. It was good. I, I don't know if I was supposed to, but it was good. Um, I don't know if I was necessarily emotional, but I did like that it was live vocals. It wasn't their recorded track. It was just them singing. Yeah. Um, and at first I was like, Zach's going to be like, why wasn't he Finn? Because <laughs> his vocals are better than <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes. I would have. I don't know if, if, if that actor is actually, you know, paralyzed from the neck down. It's Glee. Probably not. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. We, we've tackled that before on the show. We know they don't cast appropriately. Um, <laughs> yes, I wish I, yes, I would have much rather watched a lead character lay in bed all the time than watch Finn <laughs> perform or do anything. Uh, yes, I don't know. I just thought it was sweet. I also kind of um, like yes. that it was like them on the bed and then them singing it on stage and then it ended with them on the bed again. Yes, 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 yes. It was like a, it was like a uh, a U two sandwich. Yes, and Mercedes was <sighs> always. They made this their own. Mm-hmm. That's what I can take from this one is that like finally they've they've made it their own. And because I hate U two, but I liked this. I liked this. Yeah. Okay. It's a good song, right? Um, and I just I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. It's a, it's it, it it solidified this as a very good episode to me mm. because it was like you know I I felt like there was a ton of character development. Yeah. Even when I was writing with the music. summary for this, I was like with music. When I was writing the summary, I was like, oh my god, everything is focused on our pivotal characters that we care most about. Yes, I get it. I didn't get a second point or a third point uh, with my second prediction. But I think you got the most um, points that I? you've gotten since this mid season finale. <laughs> yes. So no Emma this episode, but it, we didn't need it. And because of that, we didn't have to talk. We didn't have to like really deal with the shoe too much, mm-hmm. which made me happy. Sue, I could have used a little bit more of, but I'm glad that she took a backseat to what was actually happening and what was actually playing out. So good episode. I felt some things. Good on you, laryngitis. This might be the top episode. Not, that you've know, seen so far? It, it's, it's top three. Next to Power sure. of Madonna, obviously. Yes, correct. Number one. Madonna. Um, I, it's so funny cause I always forget about this episode. I don't know why. I don't know if there's just nothing 
Maybe it's because the title laryngitis doesn't really have anything to do with... I mean, it has something to do with the episode, but, like, the most development was done by Kurt, Mercedes, and Puck. So, like, Rachel's whatever. Um, But it has, as I said, two of my favorite songs in it. And I think I just forget that they come from the same episode. Because it's uh, so good. Well, what was your favorite song in this episode? I think I'm still going back and forth. But I originally planned on giving it to Puck because it was such a wheelhouse. I did not see that coming. Interesting. I didn't expect the performance coming, uh, you know, at all. And I was like, Oh, this is very good. Like, this is fine. This is, you know, it goes down easy. However, I think after talking about it, my opinion has shifted to what I know yours is, which is Kurt's vocal vocal because the whole it's, it's not just the performance, but it's the outcome of the performance, which is the ability to transcend and not just be a random song that happens and potentially happens, or is it in their heads? You know, what's actually happening half the time, but it actually happens on stage. Bert sees it. We're very much in that wheelhouse with Doug Lee sometimes where it's like, if a tree fell down and no one was around to hear it, did it even make a sound? If a Glee actually, a Gleek, whatever, actually sings in the hallway and no one actually sees it, did anyone ever actually sing? I don't know. But this one was on stage, Bert saw it, and then we got some huge character development as a result. Therefore, I am picking Kurt's vocal vocal as my favorite. And just to be different, <laughs> and also because I love Kurt's turn slash Rose's turn. I think it's an amazing performance. But the nostalgia I feel from A Boy Is Mine, I think wow. puts it over the edge. Um, so I'm going to go with A Boy Is Mine. Right. I think it's... And I, just so you know, I wrote down, if Zach says Kurt's turn, I'm choosing a boy's mind. If Zach says a boy's <laughs> mind, I'm choosing Kurt's turn. You thought I would choose a boy's mind? Yeah, because I, Lady and nah, Lady's bro. a Tramp is like not even on my radar. Uh, I just, I don't know. I just really. You don't, I didn't realize you didn't have the nostalgia of it. Like you never listened to that. I listened to that song on the radio before Glee ever did it. Oh, no, no, no. no. On the radio. All right. So yes, I choose a boy's mind. I think it is a great episode or a great song i think the way that they do it where they're walking through the hallway they have the phones and yeah yeah, it's just it's all put together in a nice beautiful package of probably two of two of the best voices in the choir like i mean they're while they're not they're not showcasing it there but i mean those are two like mm, so i all right that's my favorite is boys mine and zach i've i'm grabbing my crystal ball (laughs) hold on okay next up it's called dream on and i will tell you we have a special guest in the episode. This episode. Okay. In Dream On. And we'll have a special guest for the podcast. Wait, wait, wait. We have a special guest as in a new special guest is what you're saying? Like a new celebrity? Correct. That's where my um, my predictions are trending. So great. Prediction one in my crystal ball. Someone will sing Dream On by Aerosmith. Okay. Oh, I should type that down. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't type yeah. them down last time and it fucked me up. Number two. This to me has is opening some door here. You know, maybe maybe Aerosmith is performing on the Super Bowl at some point around this time, and for whatever reason it just works out and Fox has it this year. I don't know. There's some handshake. <laughs> There's some handshake <laughs> which is allowing Steven Tyler to be ugly. Sure. Damn it. I don't want to be wrong. I feel wrong. I feel wronged. I feel like I've been cheated. And finally, three, I don't know. Um, we got no Emma this episode. 
Oops, no, Emma. And if you were wondering, for those keeping track at home, we also got not a lick of a performance or solo in a solo episode from fucking Quinn. Yet again, that girl doesn't sing anymore. So who are we doing, Emma or Quinn? (laughs) Who are we doing? I would do both. All right. A bonus prediction is that Shelby returns because I'm stupid well, and predicted by Steven Tyler. I don't know. Number three is that Emma's back and Emma is trying to get on Will's jog again because, you know, it's been a minute and I don't know. She wants it. I don't know. They've got to start. They've got to pick up the pace here, right? We're going into 19. How many episodes are this this season? 22. 24, 23, 22. That to me is we're hitting the, we're hitting the end of the stretch here. You know, we're, we're, we're setting up for a finale, a regionals finale where I, there's got to be a baby involved. There's got to be a, a Idina the involved. There's got to, Quinn, oh, she's got to pop soon. Come she is on. pregnant. <laughs> she's pregnant. We got to, you know, come on. Like they, they've got to pick up what's, what's happening here. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and sticking around for all of our glee nonsense and psycho babble about different shows. <laughs> You can't say Psychobabble. That's a different podcast. What podcast is Psychobabble? Tyler Oakley. Corey Cole. I don't watch that shit. You don't. It's a podcast. You're right. I don't listen, listen to that shit. <laughs> but you can't say it. I don't listen to things from faggots. <laughs> um. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like we are going to be sued or something. Or uh, Tyler Oakley, if you're listening, I know you are. Uh, join our podcast. We know you love Glee because I've seen you do a thing with Jenna Oshkowitz and... Uh, Kevin McHale. Stop saying names. I don't know what that Artie means. Artie and Tina. <laughs> Once again, thank you so much. Don't forget to hit subscribe um, and leave us a review down below. Um, wherever you listen to podcasts, I don't... I did hear someone say that they don't think that they can rate on Spotify. I don't know if that's true. But if it is, I don't know. Go to Apple Podcasts and rate us there. And we will... What do I say? I, I'm actually furiously searching for what I say. And it makes no sense because they're not seeing us. Um, But we will see you next time. And you no longer missed it because we just told you. And that's what you missed on Glee. (laughs) 